Good evening and welcome to another edition of Let's Talk Vets. I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Doug Sandberg. This is where we discuss vet-centric topics, the good, the bad, and the ugly, in the hope that our listeners will better understand our veterans, our veterans will know they're not alone, and perhaps, just perhaps along the way, we'll learn something about each other. We sincerely hope to accomplish that mission. The opinions expressed here are mine alone as a veteran. February is Black History Month. On our last program, we recognized a few of the most notable black Americans who have, over decades, distinguished themselves defending our country, our Constitution, and our freedom, even when they themselves were not truly free. These are remarkable human beings, and they are not alone. Truly free. Tonight, the Buffalo Soldiers are in focus. Who are the Buffalo Soldiers, you ask? Well, stick around. You'll find out. COVID has created many challenges, not the least of which is the housing market, like none we've ever seen. Would you believe there are bankers and realtors who take advantage of veteran home buyers? Our friend Lucas Reyes will be here to explain. But first, here's our friend Don Shaw, director of the Hudson Valley VA Healthcare System, with the latest from the VA Today. Hello. In a difficult year that brought out the best in our nation's veterans, VA's mission to provide outstanding care and support to our veterans has not wavered. Even with the challenges that face us every day, we're taking a moment during this time of year to celebrate the National Salute to Veteran Patients. This year's National Salute is February 13th through the 19th. However, this year, we needed to approach our salute unlike those in the past. This year, the activities we plan to honor our hospitalized veterans, outpatient veterans, and volunteers at VA Hudson Valley has been slightly different due to the ongoing pandemic. We started off National Salute Week with a delivery from Congressman Sean Patrick Maloney. For the eighth year in a row, Congressman Maloney collected thousands of Valentine's Day cards from local schools and organizations for our veterans. This is something we look forward to every year because it's such a wonderful opportunity to remind our veterans that it's not only our staff who support them, but our whole community. Throughout the week, veterans living in and visiting our facilities will see lots of decorations, our complimentary coffee cart out and serving hot beverages, and volunteers handing out flowers and special Valentine's Day treats. We also sponsored lunches for our inpatient units to show our most vulnerable veterans how much they mean to us. If anyone listening would like to participate in VA's National Salute to Veteran Patients or show some love and support any time of the year, please don't hesitate to contact our Voluntary Services Department by calling 845-831-2000, extension 215135, or emailing our Chief of Voluntary Services at nicole.embry, E-M-B-R-Y, at va.gov. 
Also, I wanted to provide an update on our VA Health Connect, which is our toll-free number to connect veterans to clinical and administrative staff 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Before I start, I want to ask something of everyone that's listening. Please encourage the veterans in our community to take advantage of this new service by calling 1-800-877-6976. In the month of December alone, our VA Health Connect team fielded over 27,000 calls from veterans receiving care at VA medical centers across New York and New Jersey. These veterans were able to talk to a provider, ask questions about medications, refill medications, address mental health concerns, receive lab test results, schedule or reschedule appointments, and get support from many other clinical and administrative matters, all without having to travel to a VA facility and at a time that works best for them. Because listing the ways VA Health Connect can help our veterans does not truly demonstrate its ability to make a difference in the lives of our veterans, I'd like to share a quick story with you. A veteran from New York was traveling in California when he began to feel unwell. This veteran called our VA Health Connect line was connected to a nurse instantly and informed the nurse that he had a mild rash. During her review, the nurse noted that the veteran was on medications that could induce a condition known as Stevens-Johnson syndrome. While rare, it is a serious disorder of the skin and mucous membranes resulting in extensive life-threatening tissue damage. Knowing this, the nurse recommended the veteran seek emergency care immediately and made him aware of her concerns. The veteran visited an emergency room in California where they treated the rash as an allergic reaction. Days later, the veteran contacted the triage line again. The nurse again repeated her concerns and advised the veteran to seek emergency care immediately. The veteran attempted to use an urgent care, but after waiting over three hours, he left unseen. The following day, the nurse, who still felt uneasy about this veteran, took the extraordinary step of reaching out to ensure he was feeling better. The veteran's mother answered the phone and explained that the veteran was still feeling unwell and was sleeping. At the nurse's insistence, the mother went to the veteran to wake him. However, she found her son unresponsive and foaming at the mouth. An ambulance was called and the veteran was immediately hospitalized and diagnosed with Stevens-Johnson syndrome. The quick actions resulting from the follow-up call prevented the condition from worsening and the veteran made a full recovery. This is only one of many examples of how our VA Health Connect line can get our veterans the care and services they need when there are barriers to getting it. Please use this story as your inspiration to encourage the veterans in your life to call us when they have a health concern. Again, the number is 1-800-877-6976, and our VA Health Connect team is ready to help answer veterans' questions whenever it's convenient for them. Maybe you can substantiate a rumor that I heard. I heard that when veterans are now separated from the military, that they will be automatically enrolled in the VA healthcare system. Well, I can tell you all about what I know about that. Basically, um, there's a bill that's called the Ensuring Veterans Smooth Transition Act, or EVEST is the acronym, and it was passed on uh, by the House on January 20th. 
if it's signed into law, then service members will automatically be enrolled in VA health care during their transition out of the military, and they'd have to actually opt out, otherwise they'd be automatically enrolled. It still has to make it through the Senate and then go to the president for signature before it would become law, but we're cautiously optimistic and very hopeful that this does become law because it would be a great great asset for our veterans as well as the VA because we have a hard time sometimes you know identifying them and reaching out to new veterans and making sure they're aware of their eligibility so this would really help in that respect but we're waiting to see what happens in the Senate and then eventually you know hopefully it makes its way to the president well, it's one small step that will um, make the transition a bit uh, easier and a bit more positive for the veterans, I think. Yes. Yep. Okay, Don. so, too. Well, thanks yeah. again for taking the time to uh, bring our listeners up to date on what's going on at the VA on Let's Talk Vets on Radio Catskill. And I just want to say thank you for allowing me to be a regular on your show, Doug. It's truly a valuable resource for our local veterans, and it's always a pleasure. A Buffalo Soldier is a nickname first given to members of the African-American Cavalry Regiments of the U.S. Army serving in the Western United States from 1867 to 1896. They were noted for their courage and discipline. Following the U.S. Civil War, regiments of African-American men known as Buffalo Soldiers served on the Western frontier battling Indians and protecting settlers. The Buffalo Soldiers included two regiments of all-black cavalry. The 9th and the 10th Cavalries were formed after Congress passed legislation in 1866 that allowed African Americans to enlist in the country's regular peacetime military. The legislation also brought about the creation of four black infantry regiments, eventually consolidated into the 24th and 25th Infantries, which often fought alongside the 9th and the 10th Cavalry. Many of the men in these regiments, commanded primarily by white officers, were among the approximately 180,000 African Americans who served in the Union Army during the Civil War. For more than two decades, in the late 19th century, the 9th and 10th Cavalries engaged in military campaigns against the hostile Native Americans on the plains across the Southwest. These Buffalo Soldiers also captured horse and cattle thieves, built roads, and protected U.S. mail stagecoaches and wagon trains, all while contending with challenging terrain, inadequate supplies, and of course, discrimination. Well, it's interesting to me that two disenfranchised people were pitted against each other. Think about it. Black Americans fighting to gain their freedom versus Native Americans fighting to keep it. It's unclear exactly how the Buffalo Soldiers got their nickname. Archivist Walter Hill of the National Archives has reported that according to a member of the 10th Cavalry in 1871, the Comanche bestowed the name of the animal they revered, the buffalo, on the men of the 10th Cavalry because they were impressed 
with their toughness in battle. The moniker later became used for the 9th Cavalry as well. Well, whatever the case, the soldiers viewed the nickname as one of respect, and the 10th Cavalry even used the figure of a buffalo on its coat of arms. When the American Indian Wars ended in the 1890s, the Buffalo Soldiers went on to fight in Cuba in 1898, the Spanish-American War. They participated in General John Pershing's 1916-1917 hunt for Mexican revolutionary Pancho Villa, and even acted as rangers in Yosemite and Sequoia National Parks. And of course, in 1948, President Harry Truman issued an executive order eliminating racial segregation and discrimination in America's armed forces. The last all-black units were disbanded during the first half of the 1950s. The nation's oldest living Buffalo soldier, Mark Matthews, died at the age of 111 in Washington, D.C. in 2005. The Buffalo Soldiers were founded in 1866 at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. In 1983, while stationed there, General Colin Powell noticed there were only a few reminders of these heroic fighting men. He resolved to establish a proper memorial to honor them. That memorial was unveiled by General Powell in 1992. The Buffalo Soldiers Award is presented annually to outstanding African-American veterans who reside in Rockland County. And on February 16th, Rockland County recognized these remarkable troops, and we are privileged to have a recording of those ceremonies for you right now. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dr. Michael Baston, and I'm the president of Rockland Community College. I'm excited to have you here today that we could gather together for the Buffalo Soldiers Award. Let's give a hand to the wonderful folks that have been we owe such a great debt to those who have paid so much, who have served so well, who have cared to lift the banner of our nation all around the world. And today, during this occasion, during Black History Month, what a fitting time to recognize and honor service, character, and commitment. We at Rockland Community College will always have our doors open so that we can lift up the members of our community that have made a difference not only in Rockland County, but for our country. So we are excited to have you here with us today. We are excited about having our elected officials and those who will be recipients of the awards today. So welcome, consider this your home away from home. Thank you very much. Good morning. Thank you all for coming today. If you would please stand and remain standing to the pledge, the National Anthem, and the Invocation. I'm going to ask Command Sergeant Major, retired Kenneth Nurse, to please come and lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible. And now the national anthem sang by Kirsten Jackson.
notification by Pastor McLaughlin. Good morning. Can we all bow our heads for a word of prayer? Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to come together and lift you up and to thank you for the amazing gifts that you have given this county. We're grateful that those who we're honoring today are a reminder of how much you really love us, that you would gift us with them. And now, as we continue forward through this day, we pray that this moment would empower them and strengthen them and renew them and us for the work that you have required our hands to do. It's in the name of the one who was, who is, and who is to come, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. You may be seated. I would now like to have remarks from County Executive Ed Day. I want to thank you all for joining us here today for the annual Buffalo Soldier presentation. It truly is an honor and a privilege to recognize the outstanding service of local military heroes here in Rockland County, and I tell you that as a military, member of the military family. Today I will be, pro be proudly presenting the 2021 and 2022 Buffalo Soldiers Awards. It is a true honor to give a United States Army veteran, Walter Kahn, a Navy Air Reserve veteran, Eugene Field, with the Rockland County's 2021 Buffalo Soldiers Award. Walter Kahn was drafted into the U.S. Army during the Vietnam War, where he served as a combat medic and tele telephone technician. He was honorably discharged two years later and continues to serve his community till this very day. He helps fellow metal, uh, heroes by organizing events for veterans and is a proud member of the Nyack American Legion Post 310. Eugene Fields, he served in the Navy Reserve in 1963 for eight years, completing his duty honorably at the rank and retiring the rank of first class petty officer. Mr. Fields is also a member of the Rockin' Coalition to end the new Jim Crow. Thank you both for your bravery and continued commitment to your county and to this community. Walter Kahn and Eugene Fields, please come up and accept your awards. Yeah, My name is Walter Kahn, and I'm here uh, to honor the Buffalo Soldiers of Rockland County and throughout their previous history. Uh, what it is that um, I'm honoring what they did for me, okay? because the Buffalo Soldier is the epitome of honor, glory, and dedication to the United States Army. Uh, they served in all these different campaigns, but barely recognized in any of the history books. Here, I'm living in the spirit of the Buffalo Soldier, and this is what I you know, commend them for what they did for me. They represent honor, glory, and dedication to the United States Army, also for all the veterans that went before me and come after me, and all my brothers who were heroes in war, different campaigns, World War One, World War Two, Korea, and even the ladies, my niece, which is a lieutenant colonel in Desert Storm, okay, in the Desert Storm War, and she lives in uh, San Diego, California. So I commend her, and I commend the veteran service uh, lady, uh, Mrs. Susan for helping me achieve this award. That's all.
first of all, good morning. It's indeed an honor for me to be here to accept this outstanding award and to become a member among those outstanding guys who have done, and ladies who have done before me, who were awarded the awardees, who will be, whose names up there and the pictures are around the uh, theater here. Um, it's with <clears throat> great gratitude that I speak about the Buffalo Soldiers uh, of past. That I just make reference to a couple of things. One was the Buffalo Soldiers, first of all, were fighting uh, the Indians to gain their freedom. The American Indians was fighting to continue their freedom which I thought was uh, something that should always be brought out. Uh, also, one other thing I want to leave with you, and that is the nation longest living Buffalo soldier was Mark uh, Matthews. Uh, he passed away uh, in 2005. He lived in Washington, D.C and he lived to the ripe old age of 111 years old. So perhaps there's longevity in that name. I am about a little over halfway there, so hopefully I will make it further. And thank you very much. On to our 2022 award winners, uh, Nathaniel Harvey. Grew up in Spring Valley and joined the U.S. Navy in 1988, the age of 18 years. In 1989, he was aboard the USS Iowa. Many will remember that there was an explosion that killed 47 of his fellow shipmates. He retired from the military, but remains dedicated to helping and mentoring the youth of Spring Valley. He's also a member of the American Legion of Suffering. Lastly, we have Dr. Abigail Taylor, uh, who entered the U.S. Army in the March of 1984 as a human resources clerk and served until 1991 and a second time from 1997 until 2010. She also managed the Yellow Ribbon Program for the 99th Regional Support Command from 2010 to 2013, ensuring over 5,000 soldiers and their families received top training, education, and employment opportunities. It takes a certain kind of person to put your own life on hold to your country first and also put your life in your line for your fellow Americans. But each one of these awardees did that without hesitation. There is no question the freedoms we enjoy today would not be possible without the men and women who make this brave choice to serve our nation, including these local heroes. It's my pleasure to recognize their courage. First and foremost, good morning, everyone.
African-American women in my family the backbone. I have to give my hats off to you. Father was killed when I was four. So women in my life had to step in, all of them, both sides of the family, my community. I tip my hats off to you for keeping me stern and for keeping me going down the wrong, wrong, wrong path and up the right path to receive such a prestigious award. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Good morning. First and foremost, I would like to thank our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for granting me the courage to be a part of the United States military. It is a true honor to serve the veterans to whom I have stood on their shoulders throughout my 25 years of military service. It was also an inspiration being able to set and complete so many milestones in the various roles I've served. I would like to thank my family, friends, and church family for always standing by me. They have echoed these words during my lifetime. These are words stated by Winston Churchill. Never give in. Never, never, never. In nothing great or small, large or petty, never give in. Except to convictions of honor and good sense. Never yield to force. Never yield to the apparent overwhelming might of the enemy. Most importantly, I would like to thank Rockland County Executive for honoring me and my fellow awardees. Thank you. Thank you. Of the NAACP of Spring Valley and Friends of Mount Moore Cemetery for nominating me for this award. In life, we have made a path for ourselves. Sometimes we think we are unique, but in actuality, History tells a different story. We write for the same reasons that we walk, talk, climb mountains, or swim the oceans, because we can. We have some impulse within us that makes us want to explain ourselves to other human beings, stated by Maya Angelou. In conclusion, as we move forward in life, we are writing our own stories. It is up to us to control how we want to be remembered. Proverbs 4, verses 6, 7. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. All of us can use a guardian angel to watch over us. Therefore, as stated in James 3.13, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. Thank you, and God bless America. Abigail, I appreciate the kind words. Thank you so much. But you know, it is we who are incredibly proud that and had to add your names to the list of Rockland County's Buffalo Soldiers recognized over the past 25 years. It is you who sacrificed, it is you and your colleagues and your fellow veterans who have done for us and, that, and you never forget that here in Rockland County. Um, I want to thank you all for your service. 
to our country and to our county. We are truly blessed to have all of you in this community. Thank you so much. Let's Talk Vets will be right back. Welcome back to Let's Talk Vets on Radio Catskill WJFF. Our country was born in revolution and has continued to evolve as we the people continue to exercise our First Amendment rights. We fought a civil war to codify the declaration that all men are created equal. Since our founding, black American men and women continuously have fought for a country that did not always fight for them. We can learn something from their example. You could say we've come a long way. And along that journey, we've made many mistakes. However, we've also had many successes. The point is, we don't always get it right. But the difference is, we always keep trying. The fight for racial justice continues. It starts with you and me as individuals, not any movement or organization. Our thoughts and our actions. Small acts of mutual kindness and respect yield large results when we all play nice. We can all agree that housing is a seller's market for many reasons. Rampant inflation has increased new construction costs and in many cases, doubled rentals. The moratorium on eviction has stalled rental turnover. And of course, mass exodus from urban to suburban markets due to the increase in crime. And of course, the massive civil unrest which tore our cities apart, destroyed billions of dollars of private and public property and injured and killed so many. Would you be surprised to learn that there are realtors and banks taking advantage of new home buyers, especially our veterans? Well, tonight, Lucas Reyes of Home at Last will enlighten us. Good morning, Lucas. Good morning, Douglas. Thank you for having me on. Well, it's a great pleasure. And, you know, we talk to a lot of NGOs and a lot of people that work with vets. And your organization is a bit different than those we normally interview and, and uh, provides a different range of services. When we discuss the issues facing our veterans, the common thread is often the process of transitioning from military service back to civilian life and culture. And depending on the veteran, this process is fraught with obstacles, right? It's a, a big factor is not knowing what services are available in a given area or who to contact or how to go about things. And the complexities of buying a home are certainly a major challenge, and that's where organizations like Home at Last come into play. So let's start with you. Who is Lucas Reyes? So Lucas Reyes is a Army veteran. I served, you know, back in 2012 through 2015 active duty. Then I entered into the National Guard. I'm actually currently still serving with the Guard and coming up on my <laughs> 10th year um, and, uh, after, you know, serving, servicing with the military, I obviously finished with my, my schooling bachelor's degree at Baruch college, and then entered into the real estate career. That's how I got started into this. And I used my veteran network to help other veterans purchase homes 
And I started to see that, you know, they, they were struggling purchasing homes. They were struggling using their VA home loan. They didn't know any information about the VA home loan. Um, so that's how I pretty much got in, you know, got into real estate. So you were selling real estate. You were a broker or an agent, if you will, and you noticed that uh, particularly veterans were having problems navigating the process so they could use their VA benefits to help them buy a home. That is correct. Okay. So you did that for a while, and then along came this organization or someone you knew at Home at Last. How'd that happen? So I was working with Michael Aharoni, who is the founder of Home at Last, which was formerly known as Vets EDU, right? Uh, Home at Last used to focus specifically only in working with service members and veterans. And I came across with Michael. We, we had worked with each other for about three years, um, kind of on and off, uh, nothing serious and nothing too, you, you know, permanent. And then he finally says, Lucas, I know you're building your own business. You want to you wanna be a business owner, right? You want to work with veterans. I see you working hard for your veterans. I, I, I do this already and I need help. I want you to become my partner. And I said, okay, let's do it. <laughs> if you're servicing veterans already, let's do it, right? Um, so our goals kind of, you know, came in line together and we started to brainstorm and we started to talk how we can work together. So I used my experience and skills to help Michael run the not-for-profit and I never looked back, right? I got into this full time. I don't really, you know, do real estate anymore or real estate sales, I should say. And that's how I got involved with Home At Last. So let's start from a very high uh, level and drill down. So give us a 10,000 foot view of of what Home at Last is. Yeah, so so Home at Last is a non-for-profit organization. And we work now, now we work with all our Finland heroes, right? And Finland heroes can include military, veterans, firefighters, police, police officers, doctors, and teachers. And what we do is we educate them on their VA home loan benefits, loan products, right? So they're educated out there to know what type of products can best uh, fit their current situations. Then we guide them throughout the home buying process, okay? Because we want to make sure that they don't fall victim to any sorts of financial scams or predatory lenders or, or realtors that are out there. And so we protect them in ensuring that they have a successful home purchase. And that's basically what Home At Last does. Okay, so you act as a navigator. <clears throat> You're guiding these people based upon experience and mistakes that you've seen made. What are some of the major pitfalls that you've seen people run into that Home at Last helps them avoid? So the VA home loan has a stigma. It has uh, a lot of misconceptions about it. So a lot of agents don't like to choose VA home loans or work with VA home loans. So they deter our clients from using VA home loans into other loan products that may not be beneficial. So that's one of the examples that we've seen. Um, another example that we've, we've also seen is banks charging veterans excessive fees in their closing costs, right? So they add on additional fees that shouldn't be there. Uh, so we've seen that a lot. We've also seen um, other banks do refinances, right? That's not beneficial to the client, which redoes the mortgage and adds on the closing costs again. Typically when you do a refinance, it has to make sense. The client has to recoup the closing costs within a certain time frame. We like to use the 36 month factor Right. So if you're not if you're not um, saving 
within a 36 month factor, then it doesn't make sense to refinance. So those are some of the examples that we've seen where veterans are taking advantage when using their VA home loan. Well, and you talk about the, um, the brokers or the agents not wanting to involve themselves with a client with a VA loan and banks doing this kind of stuff. Are these things intentional just to make more money or is it a, this, is, this represents more work for me? How would you characterize it? Is it laziness or is it intentional? You know, it, it, it's a combination of all the things you mentioned, right? Um, it, it, it's, it, the VA home loan process does involve more steps, right? And that allows for more uh, risk to be involved during the real estate uh, sales process, right? Uh, so there's, more, there's a greater chance that the deal could, could fall apart and agents don't want that to happen, right? Because obviously their interest is, is tied into a commission. Right. They receive the commission only when the deal is done. All right. So agents out there don't want to work that hard. <laughs> right. They spend a couple months looking for properties for for clients and, you know, to have a deal fall apart because of a, of a step that they've missed or because a step that they don't want to take is is something that they don't want to do. Not to mention um, the stigma that the VA home loan plays. Right. But, but a lot of agents are not aware of how the VA home loan works. Right. So they don't need, and they don't want to learn. Right. They don't want to take the initiative to learn. So in this current environment, the housing market has exploded, at least cost wise, and people are, you know, moving to lower cost areas or moving out of urban areas to suburban areas for various reasons. In New York, it might be the crime or the nonsense that happened over the past couple of years, the violence and the looting and all that nonsense. And they said, well, I have the means to do so. I have a summer home in Sullivan County. I'm going to sublet or I'm going to sell my apartment or my house here, and I'm getting out of Dodge. And that has elevated the uh, demand, has elevated the cost of housing. And the unintended consequence, along with the moratorium on evictions, has led to a severe housing shortage of low-income housing for veterans, and especially those who are not looking at buying a home, but uh, looking at, uh, you know, possibly being homeless and trying to get off the street and get a start. So how has that market aggravated the things that you've, uh, that you've already mentioned? And uh, have you run into any additional things that you didn't consider because of the uh, housing market? So it is a seller's market, right? Being that there's not enough inventory, or I should say not enough houses for sale on the market, but you have an overwhelming amount of buyers that are looking to purchase a home. So when you have low inventory and you have many buyers, that creates competition between buyers. Competition creates bidding wars, and bidding wars effectively increases the value of the property. So what I've seen is that a lot of buyers or sellers are actually, sellers are receiving multiple offers, right? So you can have 10, 15 individuals or buyers placing an offer on one single property, right? And that could be a range of buyers that are using conventional, a conventional loan or an FHA loan or a VA home loan, or it could be a cash buyer. And oftentimes I see that many of the VA home loans are overlooked. They don't have a down payment. But with a VA home loan, you don't have to put a down payment. You don't have to. That was the right that the veteran has earned from ser through serving their country. Okay, so again, how instrumental is the property owner 
or the seller in this process? Is it the seller that is also excluding, telling the agent, don't, I don't want anybody that's using a VA um, loan? Or are we back to the agent and the institutions? So, so we're back to the agents and institutions because it's the listing agent's job to convey how the VA home loan works. Hey, listen, uh, Mr. Seller, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, we have a VA home loan here. They don't have a down payment, but they don't have to put a down payment. That's actually part of their benefit for, you know, using the, the VA home loan, right? This buyer has money. They have assets, but they're not putting down a down payment. Right? And that's and oftentimes that is true. A veteran does have assets. A veteran does have savings into their account, but they don't have to put a down payment. And unfortunately, many of these agents are just not educated uh, on the topic of VA home loans. So yeah, in some in some cases, I would think that a veteran is better positioned from a discipline standpoint and from a an organizational standpoint to buy a a home than the typical civilian of that of that particular age especially if it's yeah. like a first home right yeah yeah absolutely i mean we have disciplined veterans who you know absorb the knowledge that is provided to them during the real estate process what to do what what not to do right to make this process a little bit smoother right because um, you know the real estate process is always a, a give and take it's a it's a negotiation right so both parties have to walk away happy and what I find is that most veterans are, you know, are, are happy to do that, right? They want to negotiate in order to get the, the, the purchase of the property. Unfortunately, as I said, in this type of market, the sellers have all the leverage and all the advantage. So it's more, now it's more take, 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 correct, right? Because now in this type of market, home buyers are waiving their home inspection contingencies. They're waiving their appraisal contingencies, all right? So they're buying this house as is paying for the difference in the value that is that that's it's assessed by an appraiser um it's just it's just insane right um and, and veterans right now can't can't keep up with that so again the, <laughs> the the military does a great job getting you in if you think back to basic training and the way they systematically break down the barriers the socioeconomic barriers and color barriers whatever and you turn into one homogenous unit regardless of where you come from. But getting out, I mean, it would seem to me that this is something that should be part of your process to uh, be separated from the service. But it's not. I Yeah, I 100% I agree with you, right? And that's one of the reasons why we exist. This is why we do a lot of outreach to military members, National Guard units, military bases. This is why we attend Yellow Ribbon events. Right, because we want to put that information out there. We want to work with the military, right? We want to put that information out there. We want to give them the resources and the educations for the veterans and service members to be successful and safe when purchasing a home. Because the VA home loan is one of the biggest benefits outside of the GI Bill. It almost sounds like something that our elected officials might be interested in doing since they are elected to represent we the people instead of posturing for their next vote. So uh, your organization offers a lot of educational workshops, and I thought they were interesting. Would you run down them for us? Yeah, yeah. So we do, we do a VA home loan or home loan educational workshop, right? It's about 40 minutes. In that workshop, we pretty much go over credit scores. We go over closing costs. 
We go over the benefits of the VA home loan. We, we go over, you know, predatory lenders, what to watch out for. We go over how to pick a good real estate agent. These are all basic information that anybody can use. On top of that, once, when somebody gets started with us, we provide them with a home buying toolkit. That toolkit will have additional information about the VA home loan, the home buying process. We give them wants and needs, sheets, right? Kind of prioritize what you need and what you don't need. So that way you can find a house faster. There's just a lot of information that we provide. You know, we also have a social media group where we're constantly posting tips articles, videos, right? To inform the audience so they can be engaged and have the information that they need to navigate the home buying process. So there's a lot that we do. We also have presentations coming up uh, specifically just for home buying, right? So we're gonna explain how the home buying works, right? What you do when negotiating with a seller, right? Things to take into consideration, who's involved in the real estate process. Again, there's just a lot of information that's out there, right? But but how do we filter it? How do we give the right information to our audience so they can use it? And that's what we do, All right? Okay. These workshops that you offer, the difference between home loan programs, how to get started, where do you go, the pre-approval process, the process of becoming a homeowner, refinancing your loan, your credit report breakdown, sell to a hero, and building wealth with real estate. So those are all separate workshops, are they? All right, so, so building wealth with real estate, that's also included in the workshop. All of that is included in the workshop. Okay. And is, 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 these workshops, are they virtual? Yes, they're virtual. Okay. Uh, we do them in person as well. So when we do them in person, we do them for other veteran service organizations. We do them from uh, pro-veteran companies. So we educate the veterans of that company as well, like AT&T and Con Edison. You know, we're, we're, we're big with working with Wounded Warrior Project, IAVA, Vets for Warriors. You know, we have upcoming workshops with DOC or Department of Corrections and Department of Transportation uh, pretty soon as well. So we have a lot of in-person workshops coming up, but we also do them virtually for those who can't attend. Do you offer a workshop for real estate people that don't know the process? To help them? We do. Yeah. We do. How we is do. that received? Do you, do you find people coming in to take a, uh, avail themselves of that? Yes, yeah. So so one of the reasons why our organization is unique is because we have a vast network of realtors, right? Because that's part of the process, right? So if a client comes to us and say, hey, do you have realtors that you can refer me? Yes, we can do that, right? We have realtors that are uh, experienced in working with VA home loans and that is experienced with working with our type of clientele, and we've educated them. So they are, um, as far as you're concerned, certified? Yeah, that is correct. Okay, so, so they're they certified to your standards so that they have the information and they agree to work with uh, veterans as well as anybody else and not to try to sway uh, the veteran away from using their VA benefits. Right, right. So we explain to them the process of how the VA home loan works, right, so that that way they have a better understanding, they can kind of run through it. At the risk of being redundant, I'm a veteran that just was separated. Just walk us through the steps that we should take uh, if we're considering buying a home. What should we do? How do we do this? Right. So if I get a call from a veteran, 
typically, I'll ask them a couple of qualifying questions. Hey, are you employed? Uh, do you have assets? Do you have savings? You know, where are you looking to buy? What's your time frame to look to buy? And then I give them an explanation of where we're at in the market because it's important. You know, hey, it's a seller's market. You know, the sellers have leverage right now. They have the advantage. Here's what to expect, right? You're going to have a lot of competition when you're out there. So the process may take a bit longer, right? So I go over an overview of where we're at in the market. Then if they, they tell me if they decide to proceed forward, I said, great. Well, we're having this workshop, right? VA home loan workshop. I want you to attend and uh, learn more about the process. Once they attend that workshop, they come back to me. Great. Hey, what do I do? What do I need to get pre-approved? Yes. So in order to get pre-approved, you're going to have to submit a couple documents. And we have a list of those documents. Some of those documents can be pay stubs, taxes, right? Verification, verification of employment. We would then put their information into our system and one of our banks that is within our network will reach out to them. The banks that we work with do not, do not charge bank fees and we'll, and we'll find them the lowest rate possible. So once they connect with the bank, they talk with the bank, they get pre-approved. Once they get pre-approved, I will then reconnect with them. Hey, how did the process go? Do you enjoy working with your lender? You know, talk to me, right? Are there any issues? No? Perfect. I'm glad you had a great experience with your lender. I see that you got pre-approved. Let's get you connected to a realtor. What area did you say you were looking at again? Oh, okay. New York? What county? Westchester? Sure. We have a Westchester agent that, is, that, that works that, in that area. Let me go ahead and connect you over to that person. I would then make an introduction via email. They get connected. Perfect. Now that agent works with that client to look at homes in, West, in Westchester. During the process, that client can call us anytime to us to ask us any questions or concerns that they have, um, or if they feel like there's some red flags, right? Because we're there to help them. We're only one call away. And that's how the process works. Once we find out that they're under contract, we kind of guide them through the process of how being under contract works, things that they should do, things that they shouldn't do. Right? So we kind of guide them all the way through. We're there. <laughs> So that's pretty much the process. Uh, give us a little idea of the number of clients that you've served since the beginning, if you know it, and uh, maybe last year. Yeah, so since the, since the beginning, I, I don't know that, that number because I only came on with Home at Last in 2021. Uh, so in 2021, which is the number that I can give you, is we served over 200 uh, clients, which, which is actually pretty good considering that we were in the midst of, of <laughs> a pandemic. Uh, so I thought that was pretty impressive. I know you're nationwide, but how many states are you actually active in at this point? Yeah, so we have a strong presence in New York, Florida, Texas, California. Um, and then we, that's pretty much the, the presence that we, 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 where we have a strong presence. And then we have other uh, veterans that come through us with, in, in other states, excuse me. Okay, well, this is fascinating. Now, do you, do you work with people in Orange and Sullivan County, New York, and Pike and Wayne up in this area? Yes, we do. So although we are headquarters in Long Island, New York, we are a national organization. Not only do we work with veterans in New York, but we also work with veterans across the U.S., Florida, Texas, New Mexico, California, any state. 
So we're here to help out veterans from any state. Okay. Uh, Lucas Reyes, thank you very much. Our listeners want to learn more about your organization or the process or beginning to get educated. What do they do? Where do they go? Yeah, I mean, they can visit our website, which is home at last.us. They can send me an email, which is lucas at home at last.us. And that's Lucas with a C. Um, and they can feel free to reach out. What's your phone number, Lucas? So my phone number is also 646-648-1415. Very good. Well, we thank you again for joining us on Let's Talk Bets, Radio Catskill, WJFF. Thank you, Lucas. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, our thanks tonight to Don Shaw, Director, Hudson Valley VA Healthcare System, Ed Day, Rockland County Executive, Susan Brenham, Director of the Rockland County Veterans Service Agency, and Janice Goldstein, Director of Multimedia Production Center and Director of RCC-TV Strategic Marketing for Rockland County Community College, who was kind enough to provide us with the recording of the Rockland County Buffalo Soldiers Award Ceremony, and Lucas Reyes of Home at Last. And, of course, to you for joining us once again. Let your friends know about this program and share with us your comments and suggestions for future shows. You can drop me an email at vets at wjffradio.org. If you or someone you know is experiencing anxiety or need to speak to someone, here are some numbers to jot down. Veterans Crisis Line, 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1 to speak with someone. You can send a text message to 838255 to connect with a VA responder. You can start a confidential online chat session at veteranscrisisline.net, one word, slash chat. And don't forget, Let's Talk Vets is now widely available as a podcast. So until our next formation, thanks for listening, and thank you for your service. So we'll leave you tonight with some thoughts and a beautiful piece of music. Every year we dedicate the month of February in recognition of the remarkable contributions black Americans have made to this social experiment we call the United States of America.
facing the rising.